Welcome to this brand new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Mark van Horek and myself, Elias Krum, and brought to you by Marketing Guys, the MarTech agency based out of the Netherlands. Welcome to this new episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. Today, I have Itamar Shafir, who is the CEO and founder of Umbrella, which is a service mainly geared towards agencies, marketing agencies, but he's going to explain more about that in a bit. But first of all, could you introduce yourself, Intermar? Hi, everyone. Nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm CEO of Umbrella. I'm a digital marketing entrepreneur. Uh, in my younger days, I had a marketing agency. After that, I uh, had an automated marketing platform for small businesses called Upforma. We were one of the first Facebook Innovation Competition Awards winners. And uh, right now I'm uh, the CEO and founder of Umbrella, which is a platform that powers marketing agencies. Basically, we provide them with all the tools and services to resell, lead gen done for them, training, and a brand to work under. And you're based out of the US. Right. I'm Me personally, I spend my time between Israel and the States. Uh, but uh, the rest of the company is in the U.S. and uh, and that's our main market. Okay, cool. So you're focusing on agencies. Any specific agencies that maybe listeners, you know, can so that so that listeners might place this a little better. So are you focusing on e-commerce agencies, B 2 C, B 2 B? So what kind of agencies is your target market? So our target market is, um, it's not focused specifically on B2B or B2C, but we do focus on small agencies working with small businesses. Um, the majority of our marketing agencies, when I say agencies, we also work with marketing freelancers, consultants, one-man shows, not just uh, full agencies. The majority of them work with um, local businesses and some work with e uh, a lot are trying to get into e-com, but it requires a higher degree of uh, usually advertising expertise than lead gen for uh, local businesses and uh, marketing for local businesses. So that's that's our audience. Cool, cool. So um, we're going to talk about a MarTech stacks for agencies today. Um, and I think a nice introduction to this would be the fact that what you referred to earlier is that you were an agency owner once yourself in your younger year, younger years you just referred to. Um, so I've I've known I actually know a lot of people that were agency owners once and then started either offering some software service uh, service or other services geared towards agency owners. So what kind of um, so, so what what made you decide to stop being that owning that agency? Maybe you did sell it or whatsoever, but what what made you consider to sell it or you know, to end your services and start offering other services to agencies? So in my case, it was really unplanned. Uh, when um, when I started my uh, career, I it wasn't really a marketing agency. It was a secondary research marketing company. We were providing marketing research for big brands and marketing agencies. And as we were doing that, we were asked to start creating content for blogs. 
And the company became a, a content marketing agency in very early days. I'm talking about 2003, 2004, 2005. And we became one of the biggest content producers uh, for um, governmental bodies. We were basically writing all the things that people thought our news from uh, government websites. That kind of transitioned into SEO, but we were always very technology oriented. My partner was, uh, my partner is and still was and still is a developer. He came from EMC Square. And back then we transferred research to our, uh, to the brands and agencies we work with, we built our own purchase. We built our own systems to transfer information. So we were always technology oriented. Um, fast forwarding a few years after uh, Facebook started, 2006, I think. And back in the day, face, you had to build Facebook apps. People don't remember this. Facebook had its own markup language. You had to develop your own apps to actually do sweepstakes on Facebook, coupons on Facebook. I remember we, that. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we, we did that, right? And that took off. And then we say, okay, we have something here. We always wanted to be product and technology oriented company. Why don't we spin this off to a marketing company that focuses a lot on Facebook marketing where, where we saw the future. And that's what we did. So it was a very natural transition of doing things, finding out that they work or don't work, and then expanding together with the orientation that we always had of being more technology-oriented and product-oriented. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So um, having been an agency owner yourself, you also know the difficulties about scalability, uh, having enough billable hours, et cetera, um, and solving that by technical solutions. And that's what we're going to talk about today in, in the, the, the MarTech stack for agencies. So what are some of the ingredients for a good MarTech stack for agencies, you think? And what kind of problems do they solve, those technologies? So when we're talking about marketing stack for agencies, are we discussing the marketing stack they provide to the client they work with or what they use to automate their own practice? The latter one. So their mm -hmm. own practice and how to automate, how to scale, how to solve scalability issues and um, being the, the well being productive um, and billable to customers. Yeah. So one of the one of the things that I find with a lot of agencies is that <clears throat> At, at least with small businesses, a lot of products become, a lot of services become productized, right? So a website is not billable hours. It's a, it's a project. It's a mm -hmm. $1,000 or $2,000 or $5,000. And an SEO campaign is $1,000 a month, right? It's all projects. So it's a race to provide excellent value while reducing your COGS nonstop. And here it splits into two types of things that agency do. The things they do in-house and the thing that they outsource. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, to scale um, a small business, and if you don't have the DNA in the company of whatever you need to do, let's say you do PPC and SEO very well, but you're not a Facebook advertiser, you never built a chatbot, you don't know how to build websites so well, you're not really a designer. You don't have a creative person in the company. We find a lot of those companies. Uh, and then you start outsourcing and finding the right white label partner. 
So I think when you're thinking about growth and expansion on the fulfillment side, having the right fulfillment partners is the number one consideration. Second is obviously whatever you do in-house, you need to do faster and better, right? So Mm -hmm. it really depends what you're doing. So if you're doing SEO and PPC, for example, then obviously you're using tools like SpyFu or SEMrush to quickly find what works for other businesses, quickly find what keywords work for other businesses, and then starting a campaign uh, right leg forward. If you're uh, building websites and you're building non-premium websites, then you need to build the right subs in place to have a VA or a low cost person that can work on a templated standard of a website. It really depends what you do. But at the end of the day, I think the core power of an agency, as funny as it seems, is not really in fulfillment. It doesn't need to be in fulfillment today. I'll explain and feel free to, you know, maybe you don't feel the same. Um, well, start explaining and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll comment. Yeah, yeah. So we really, if, if you ask people, what's the difference? I think what's the difference between, for example, marketing consultant and marketing agency is a marketing agency not only consults, it's also, it also does, right? Mm-hmm. It has the implementation power to, to, to fulfill on, on the consultation. Yeah. But the marketing industry was always reseller-backed and white-label-backed, right? If you want to do SEO or if you want a new product like paper result SEO, and maybe you don't know how to do it in-house so well, or if you get a person now and the person costs you, I'm just saying, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month and you have two clients and your cost is very high. Uh, but there are companies out there that do a thousand campaigns a month. And they have they have perfected the way to provide paper result SEO campaigns or SEO campaigns for a low cost. And they are prepared. And what they don't want to do is they don't want to try and get clients and they don't want to try and manage clients and they don't want to write the strategy for the client or craft the strategy for the client. Mm-hmm. Where I think a true marketer the power of the true marketer lies. The power of the true marketer is going to a business, asking the right discovery questions, understanding what's the hole in their marketing, what are they doing well, what they're not doing well, what they haven't thought about, having the creative element to go beyond what they tried and crafting a new strategy for them. Then having the implementation is is uh, is super important to, to, to be done in a quality way, but you have a lot of venues to do it outside your own company. Don't now need to hire four or five people to provide a full strategy. You can outsource as long as you have quality low cost or let's say quality high profit margin for you uh, outsourcing. So for me, the, the, the stack, the technology stack, uh, again, starts with how to do fulfillment in, in a smart and fast way. 
Then if we want to expand a little bit, you have, um, you have a main thing for funnels today is obviously automation, right? No matter which company you work with. So, and, and you know, we, do you mind if I name, if I, if I mention some names? Absolutely. Problem, yeah, just right? No problem. No problem. Yeah. Okay. So you have a lot of automation tools. Um, you have automation tools that were built for agencies like high level, like Vendasta, like Umbrella, um, and you have automations that were built for everybody, like mm-hmm. Marketo, like HubSpot, and like others. I think it for an agency, usually most agencies that I know don't work with bulks of clients. Okay, they have okay, yeah. 10, 20, 30, the big ones have a few hundreds, right? It's not that they need mechanics to automate internal operations beside, uh, beside their SOPs. It's mm-hmm. more about automating the marketing that you're doing for the client. That's really where the marketing stack comes into to play. I think any basic CRM can work for a marketing agency. You don't need a lot of automation to manage uh, clients unless you really are very big and you have thousands of small clients. And then you're getting into a place where you do need a lot of automation and a tech stack. So is that? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So especially... The what what you well the thing you started with uh, making that split between um, basically implementation and consultancy so the basically strategy and tactical implementation that makes makes a lot of sense and I've seen that development at a lot of agencies as well so where agencies more or less are focusing on the what more the strategy part and they're outsourcing the well, the hands, the, the 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 stuff that needs to be done, that needs to be built. So that makes a makes a lot of sense. Um, how how what's what's your experience in coordinating that? Because agencies typically have a uh, a, a way in which they are being uh, paid in in hours or something. So if if uh, something goes wrong there, uh, and a lot of hours are being spent, that doesn't make sense from a financial perspective. So how, how, what's your experience? I agree 100%. That's, that's why I think when an agency outsource, uh, it needs to, as much as it can, work in productized tiers. So if you think about most things in marketing that are not the creative strategy, not the creative strategy, assuming that stays with the agency, the agency decides on what should be done. But then... The agency, after thinking a lot about what should be done, decides, for example, this company first needs some branding efforts because we don't want to advertise their brand right now because it won't convert. They have low-ranking reviews. They're not listed anywhere. The website doesn't have any call for action. So we first need to revamp the website set them up with review generation solution, get them listed, set up their GMB. And after that, we're going to start advertising. And because of what they're doing, we're going to advertise on Facebook, for example, and not on Google. And we're going to do a Legion campaign. So that's the strategy, okay? Mm-hmm. Overall, yep. without the, the marketing concept behind it. Once the strategy is in place, 
then all of these things, if you think about them a little bit, can be project productized, meaning, okay, review generation software, we know how much it costs, you know, ranges between 60 to $200 a month on retail. Uh, website, once you understand what the website that you need to revamp and you have a good partner, you can get a quote for the service. So you know in advance that website is going to cost you $1,500 or $5,000, but you know what it's going to cost and that's it. Like it's include, mm-hmm. includes like, everything. Like a fixed fee. Exactly. And the Facebook advertising campaign, the same thing. It would usually be some sort of uh, ongoing management fee, let's say $2,000 for the agencies that manages it, and it includes some sort of services. So you have all your cogs in place before you you start. Now, first time you do it, you got to rush back to uh, your fulfillers and get the quote. On the fifth or tenth time that you do it, you already have the scope in your head. You've run similar campaigns. You've built similar websites. You've done similar review generation campaigns. And you know, okay, my partner, my fulfilling partner is going to take this and this for it. And you already have in your head that, you know, this entire project is going to cost you $7,000. Fine. So you're, you're going to uh, sell it to the client for $12,000 on three payments mm-hmm. as an example. Cool. Uh, so I, I think we're, we're, the billable hours come much more into play where there is a lot of iteration, uh, a, a lot of um, a lot of unknowns. Um, or, for example, on the beginning, right, where you come into a company and you decide on building their strategy and it's a bigger company, so you have to talk with a lot of people. But even then, I think most companies, like the end clients, would rather that you come and say, okay, look, on the strategic consultation side, it's going to be $3,000 a month for the next three months as we're working on your initial campaign, rather than saying, you know, it's $200 an hour and it's open-ended. I love that that way you're productizing services. And I think a lot of agency owners will can learn a lot from that by productizing instead of doing, let's say, uh, open projects where they well where they create bleeders, et cetera. Um, we're almost through our 20 minutes, but the last thing that I would like to know from you um, is, uh, well, regarding uh, retainers, because that's kind of the holy grail for a lot of agency owners, right? So to have people that are paying on a monthly basis, having a retainer. So are there any productized, let's say, solutions that would fit in a retainer that you could advise? A hundred percent. I And I agree with you a thousand percent that retainers are super important for an agency. It's basically our type of SaaS, right? It's our subscription service. Yep. yep. Uh, so I think there are a lot. Uh, let's start with the most high margins ones. So SEO, probably 70 to 80 percent profit margins if you're working with a good partner. That's a monthly retainer. Uh, you can say it's $1,500 a month. Your COGS are always 300 to 400. You're making the, the in-between profit and it's a retainer. All SaaS that you sell, selling uh, review generation software, selling uh, accessibility website software, which is a must now in the United States, selling, uh, doing email marketing and selling an email marketing subscription, website maintenance, um, hosting. These are all SaaS. You can have 100, 200% markup on them. They're still low cost and they they make money every month. Um, 
advertising campaigns, less so much, as you know, it's usually, you know, start and stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let me think what else. Chatbots as well, monthly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that needs to be maintained as well. And there needs to be, well, the service needs to be there and it needs to be maintained. There needs to be some additions and changes to the chatbot every month. And it needs to be running. So, yeah, absolutely. It can be productized as a service or, or as a retainer. So right. I, I, I really love this advice, Itamar, and you, you're very well knowledgeable about the agency space. So um, I figure that agency owners that are listening might want to reach out to you. So what I'll do is I'll share a link to your LinkedIn profile, as well as a link to Umbrella's website, so that people that do want to reach out to you know where to find you. And with that, I would like to thank you very much for being on the Marketing Technology Podcast. Thank you, Itamar. Thank you. I loved it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Marketing Technology Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform or iTunes. Also, if you want to be a guest or know someone that should be a guest to our show, shoot me an email on e.crum at marketingguys.nl. Thank you for listening.